0: Welcome to Your Fitness Chick Podcast. Become your best self. I'm a fitness coach spreading positivity to navigate you to fitness, growth, and transformation. Hey, I'm your host, Abby Smiley Krause. I am a fitness enthusiast, a huge dog lover, especially to my babies, Gigi and Layla, And I am so passionate about this amazing thing that we call life. In this podcast, I'll be covering topics to improve your fitness, mindset, and well-being. Topics such as longevity, meal prepping, overcoming mindset obstacles, nutrition, and of course, everyone's favorite, weight loss. I'm here to help inspire, uplift, educate, and motivate you to become your best self. Join me here every Tuesday for a fresh episode. Welcome to the Your Fitness Chick Podcast. Become your best best self. I'm your fitness chicken host, Abby Smiley Kraus, and I'm excited to bring you a new fresh episode perfect for the month of January because we know January is the month of new beginnings, fresh starts, all kinds of resolutions. And so I have felt very strongly um, for a really long time that how we can reach all of those things is starting with the right mindset so when thinking about people to have on the podcast for the month of january my facebook friend ryan spouts a thought leader um came to mind so i couldn't be happier to welcome him and welcome aboard uh ryan how are you today
1: i'm fantastic thanks for having me on abby uh you know as we go through 2024 you know like like we talked about, one of my goals is to be on a bunch of these, and I'm super happy to have this be one that that pops up in January. I uh, know you're doing you know good stuff over here and, and really excited to be on. Ah,
0: well, we're, I'm super happy to have you. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and why you consider yourself a thought leader? Like, what's your background?
1: Sure. So the thought leader part um, is kind of new. I'm just exploring a lot more of what's coming to my mind and allowing that to just come up and, and a lot of it, uh, when we, when I really dig into it, it's not really coming from here, right? Like it's allowing it to go from here to here and then process it and actually come out with something that's substantial instead of just saying words, right? Like we, we all have, you know, these back and forth, you know, I, I find myself even getting in less arguments and less, you know, miscommunications because there's just so much of that, but, um, you know, going back in time, um i've been you know I'm 34 almost 35 and so uh lived enough life to understand what life is about right like i've gone through this, the few stages and um going all the way back to childhood i was really into baseball like played baseball for a very very long time and so the fitness part of that has has always been there um you know just w- being able to utilize that as a tool to get to where you need to be um and then when i was 11 my parents got divorced And then that created you know its own set of problems at that time in my life of like really trying to figure out who i was becoming and then being back and forth between parents houses and trying to figure that all out and you know two families that loose lips on the outside that just say all of these things and all that stuff you know so you know i i really look up to my mom and dad in that regard of how well they kept it all together um and now they're like they they're not I'm not saying they're best friends, but they they get along well enough to be able to coexist in life and, and in our lives with me and my brother. Um, and so that's been that's been nice. Um, but coming up from that, you know, high school, I was always kind of that kid that things just came easy to um, in school. Like grades were easy. Everything was really easy. And like, I know people hate when I say that, but it's just like me looking back and going, that's yeah. the truth. Um, and so I didn't really learn um the work ethic or that, that I recognized that I needed the work ethic until I got to college and things weren't easy anymore. Um, and, uh, throughout all of that timeframe, you know, really, I kind of think of the timing of the divorce kind of led me to want to fit in Mm. and I never did. And it was because things came easy. Like I was good at sports. I was good at school and like people would, you know, kind of put me down to bring me back down and, that's how i viewed it was like i was less than instead of recognizing i was more right. than, and and you know i was bound for more things mm. right and so a lot of people that that i follow say the same thing like they were going through this life like trying to fit in when really that was just them like minimizing themselves to be in that group of people instead of allowing themselves to be right. outward and so through my 20s i basically i mean I didn't drink in high school at all. Really. I think I drank one time and then I went to college and I got drunk three times in the first weekend. And then the rest <laughs> history for like years, right? like, it was history. Like that was, that was my way I fit in, right? Like I could go out and we were all doing the same thing and I could talk to people and like I, I, my extroverted side, comfortable side came out because all those inhibitions sure. were on and, and really like, that's what was the easy, easy way to do it for me. So I did that for quite a long time, I think, uh, like 12 or 13 years. And then, um, in 2021, I just kind of hit the end and I was like, this is not serving mm-hmm. me anymore. And you know, there's a lot of things that led up to that. It's not just like I woke right. up one morning and was like, Hey, let's do this. But,
0: uh, Your life was having some challenges yeah. because of it.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And, and that took me a long time to recognize that that was the reason behind all of it. Right. You try to solve everything up here when there's something below and the foundation just keeps crumbling. So, uh, may of 24 or late April of 24, um, decided to go sober get sober and it's the best decision I've ever made. And so to, you know, we're at two and a half years now. Wait, so um, April two of
0: 2022,
1: uh, I'm sorry, April sorry.
0: of 2021.
1: Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. So, um, coming up to three two years, years in years. April yeah. this year. Yeah. So, um, that was, you know, the best, like I said, the best decision I've ever made. It, it allowed a lot of the clarity to come up. And that's why I say the thought leader thing is kind of new because a lot of what happens when you get sober is you have to think about a lot of stuff because all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And the, and the feeling aspect. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I kind of utilize that time to really like, unknowingly to myself until recently, allow myself to process a lot of that stuff. And, and that gave me the practice of being able to just like anything that comes in, I can take it down there with me and go, if you're going to survive, you got to be able to survive this and then bring it back up. And if it's still there, then it's still there. And if it's gone, it's gone and it wasn't meant for me. So, um, you know, it took a, a, like I said, it took a long time to get there and, you know, there's still work to be done for sure. But that's, that's really where the thought leader piece comes in is, is being able to, to pull that stuff in. And even, you know, like stuff, Jordan Peterson, sometimes it sounds like he's talking in circles, right? Like, and being able to internalize some of what he's saying and process it and then be able to communicate it in a way that other people can understand it. Like that's kind of the task I've taken on myself is being able to communicate that aspect. Well,
0: I love that. And, uh, I didn't realize we have so much in common. <laughs> I, I it's like, you're the male version of me. Because growing up, I was the same way. I was always, I never had to study. I made straight A's. Um, You know, I was the best at everything because I did put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best, but it kind of naturally came. So, and I don't mean that egotistically, but it was just the way that it was. And a lot of it was my mindset and the pressure I put on myself. And I was a good girl in high school, too. I drank one time in high school, And my parents were very strict. My parents stayed married, but they were on me. And so when I went to college, the shit hit the fan because I was like, oh, my God, I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to know. And I started partying. I actually had a traumatic event happen, and I used alcohol as my coping mechanism. And I did that for a long time. I went through bouts where it would I would have spells of not doing it. And then I would get sucked back into it. And ironically, a couple of years ago, I had a very another traumatic event happen and had been falling back into those really bad patterns. My dad had passed away and my, I had a divorce and all this stuff. So I was using alcohol to escape like a lot of people do. And I didn't realize how many people do it because you live with, I, I think you're going to identify when I say this, you have almost a shame About it, like when you wake up the next day and you're like, I just made a complete ass out of myself in front of all these people and Lord knows what I did and just the guilt of that. You felt like shit. You knew your higher self is telling you, girl or boy, what are you doing? You know, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're meant for greatness. And so a couple of years ago, I had an event happen and it kind of snapped me awake I got out of a really bad relationship and that's when I, I still drink sometimes, but not like that. I don't drink to escape my life. I, I will partake, you know, in a couple of cocktails with friends or whatever, but it is something really different when you are not drinking and you're feeling your pain, you're healing through stuff that you most people will go their whole life and they don't do it because it's an easy way out. It's common.
1: It's, a, it's When you mentioned that you you didn't recognize how many people are doing it, those people don't recognize they're doing it most of the time, because they're not willing to sit there and recognize, or, or they're not at the point where they feel they have
0: I think a lot of people do recognize it. it. They're bullshitting themselves though. They don't want to have
1: that. Well, and, and that's that layer, right? Like they cover Correct. it up, and then they've covered it up for so long that they don't even know that the is And the because
0: layer. it's so normalized now. Like everything in America revolves around food and alcohol, right? All holidays, all parties, all events. I've had a bad day. Let's get the wine out. Or, hey, it's somebody's birthday. Let's get the wine out. It's a celebration and then also to cope with bad days. And
1: And that was one of the realizations I had at that point, too, was, you know, I got married five years ago and we went to this amazing resort and we were there for a week. What did i do i drank every day right like we, we just had fun and we got drunk every day and then we go on a vacation with family what do we do we drink every day and that's how we're having fun so like i was looking at it and looking back at it, it makes so much sense now like i literally was just doing the same fucking thing in different yeah. locations like i would go to the beach have drinks i would go to the you know, go out in wilderness and take beer with like, it was every single time and it wasn't like getting loaded every time, but it was still like, I was doing the same exact thing. I was having the exact same experience in every single location we went to. And it was like, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to have them. Because
0: don't you feel you denied yourself a lot of the experiences or the memories that you could have had?
1: Yeah. I, I've been through that part of the processing and, and, you know, early on it was like, damn, like that, that was that shame and guilt part in a different direction. Right. Like now you've cleared out this, this, like, I don't have to go through the shame cycle once a week, but now like all that. And that's what I meant by like things come up and you have to feel them. Right. Like all that shame goes like, Hey, we're here. And it's like, knock, knock, like open the door or we're going to bust it down. And you have to feel all of those things. So like, not only did I go back through every shame cycle and feel all that again, then you feel like shit, like I robbed myself of all of this time. And then, you know, I'm at a point where I've been able to process through that. And it's like, okay, that's just what it was. And now today is day zero. And like, even, even now I still call every day day zero for me. And it's not day zero of being sober. It's just like, I'm better than I was yesterday. And then I need to get better than I am at zero, right? Like it just gives me that fresh start of being able to to push past zero and get to. I love that.
0: It reminds me actually of Jocko Willink. Do you know who Jocko Willink is? And he's Absolutely. actually done um, a couple of like videos and stuff talking about how it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what victories and celebrations you had yesterday. That's yesterday. What are you going to do today? You know, it's like.
1: Yeah. Good or bad. Right. Like we, like a lot of these people and that, and that's the one thing that's explaining it to other people that I always have difficulty with is, you know, I say like today's day zero and like, well, you had a good day yesterday, like, why don't you celebrate? Like because it was yesterday and like that literally has zero impact. Like I'm going to carry that feeling and motivation, but that's just a constant for me.
0: That's my new reason. Like
1: because I don't react up and down like this, I don't have to create motivation. I don't have to create emotion. It's just there. And then when it's ready to come out, it comes out, and then it goes away, and now I'm back. Like I don't have to do the up and down thing. And literally, I would say it's because of the alcohol, because that the depressant piece, right? Like it drags you here and then you get shameful, and you go even lower, and then you have to fight your ass back to get back to just zero, like to get back to level. And it's you know, and then and some people take that to the extreme, and you know, there's another drug that takes you into the high, so then you're back and forth, and you know. Ultimately that was caffeine at that point, right? Like even caffeine and alcohol still does that. But um, yeah, that, that's the piece for me is just being able to live like content.
0: Consistently. Wow.
1: How do I, like, it's like content, but not content almost. Right. Like I'm always, you're hungry for more. I'm okay.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that if people stay that way, stay hungry, stay, uh, just, starving for knowledge for becoming better than you were before. And yeah, we're going to have days we screw up and we're not the best that we could have been, but we know that tomorrow is a new day and it's a fresh start. It's a new beginning and it starts with the mindset. And so I think this is a really good beginning to what we're getting ready to go into next. Um, But I want to wrap this part up with, um, because again, I think there's a lot more people that struggle with this than they let on. So, when I went through this this ending of this toxic relationship, it's been uh, about two years now. I looked in the mirror and I said, you need to get your shit together because you have to take accountability for the position I put myself in in this certain relationship. Um, and I took accountability for it. And I my dad had passed away and it was almost like I could hear him talking to me, like shaking me awake. And I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm coming for you. And so... That began the process of me at Barnes & Noble every Sunday, walking through there, going to the self-help section. And I was buying so many books. I couldn't even remember if I bought them because I went every Sunday and I would buy like five to seven at a time. And then I had to start taking pictures of them. (laughs) Because when I went, I'm like, this looks really good. I'm like, oh, I think I already bought this. I don't remember. Let me look on my phone. But where I'm going with this is... I had already knocked the drinking out. Like I went, I didn't drink for almost a whole year because I knew I needed to get into my fitness, get my mind right, didn't need to fight with that. And I was walking in as usual on a Sunday and I was beelining towards the self-help section. But at the front of the Barnes and Nobles are like the new releases. And this is a really cool story. And you're going to love this. So as I'm walking through, there's, there's like skylights in there. And it was almost like there was this light shining down on this book that was in the new release section as I was passing it to get to where I usually go. And the cover was very vivid. It looked like a, um, oh, what's that clothing? Pulitzer, you know, the bright clothing. Anyway, it's a woman's clothing. Line. I'm having a mind blank. Anyway, it was just this book cover screams at you. So I was like, "What the, what is this? So I went over and I looked at it. And the name of the book was called Euphoric. And it says, How to Ditch Alcohol for a Better Life. And I was like, you're funny, dad. Like, I was like, this is my dad. I'm like, I'd already stopped drinking. But I'm like, I'm going to get this book. Where I'm going with this is as I launched my fitness business, there's a lot of my clients that when they start with me, I, you know, make them do a three day food and drink intake and some of them are are hitting the wine up pretty gosh darn good. And I said, listen, you need to stop drinking for 90 days while we're doing this first 90 days of the fitness program. And some of them are like, are you what? And I'm like, if you can't stop for 90 days, you might want to call Dr. Phil. But this is the book I want you to read because it's such a great book. So, it talks about all these wonderful things. So, it's a really good book. It's geared towards women, but men could benefit from it too. But anyway, um, if anybody on the other side listening, that's a great book to get. And it can really shift your mindset into thinking clearly. So, I don't
1: want There's one by um, that shifted just to throw in the book piece there. Uh, I want to see if I can find it quick on my Audible list. You're talking about how you buy all these books. Like, I've got the amount of times I've bought (laughs) the same book twice on Audible is (laughs) unfortunate. Um, but, uh, let me see if I can find it. It's by Kate Flanders Flanders. adventures in opting out by Kate Flanders. So I actually listened to this book a year before I decided to get sober. And I was like, that was really when that switch kind of flipped of like, I know it's there, right? Like I recognized it. And when I was listening to that book, it was all about really like being okay with just not having to be out or having to like, there's getting rid of the FOMO aspect of it. And that book for me was a very
0: much like the pioneer in that, that thought process. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Um, and I, th- I think I think the thing people me. need to remember too, as we, we're getting ready to go into the next segment, is if you're, sometimes if people drink to be happier, that's different than drinking to be happy, right? Yeah. And definitely. escaping yeah. your life because, you know, you can get out of control. And I, and I definitely did. And it was not a good place. It sounds like we were on the same page with that. But it's also something I don't do all the time because obviously I'm into fitness. (laughs) So, but every now and again, the fitness chick likes a glass of Prosecco. So anyway, I hope that was good for some people. But I want to go into when you decided to do this thought leader thing, because you really do post some pretty amazing stuff on your Facebook page. And I'll put the link on the podcast show notes so people can follow you because you have a pretty big following. Um, Yeah, we're getting there. But what made you decide, was it part of your own healing and the desire to help other people come to this side of that, that made you want to put that kind of information and inspiring messages out? Or what made that spark ignite? that made you want to become the thought a thought leader.
1: That's a great question with a loose yes. answer. So ironically I have a OneDrive folder, like the storage OneDrive, right? I have a OneDrive folder from like 7 or 8 years ago where when I was scrolling through Twitter, I would just di- like save the pictures that I really liked with something entire- that touched you. never used them for anything <laughs> at that point. They're there. Like, it was just like that. Like, I like to call it, you know, mental masturbation. Right? Like, you're going through loop.
0: Like, like,
1: like you're not, you're not fucking doing anything, but it feels hey, good. There you go. So like you have, there's no, there's nothing on either side, but it Got feels you. good. So like, that's what I look back at that kind of time frame was just like, I just kept going through this loop of just like, you know what? Oh, I needed the inspiring quote that day. I needed this motivational quote that day. And just like, it, it was where I was at the time. So really like the thought leader thing probably started back then, as far as working into it, a lot of it comes from the ADHD aspect of my life and being able to recognize the dopamine loop and chasing that. And so that's where a lot of it comes from is the positive reward that comes on the other side of sharing that stuff. And so it, it, like you, you mentioned the following piece that's there, because I was chasing the dopamine loop of the like hit or the comment hit and the engagement. And so that actually led into me being exploring it a little (laughs) deeper there. It led into me being able to connect with people that I wouldn't be able to, if I just met them face to face, because it cuts through that veil of like, how's the weather today? (laughs) Like I can't, it drives small talk. I love meeting new people, but that's what comes every time is that small talk. And I just want to go like, can we just cut the shit and get to something real, please? And so what that, you know, posting that stuff, what it does, like, you know, if you want to look at it as law of attraction, it brings the people that want to talk that way into my realm. And so now I have this access of like, okay, you engaged with this. I have something to talk to you about that's not, how's business or how is like... You're in real estate, how many deals? Like It's just all that fake shit that we all talk about. It drives me insane. I can cut straight through that by drawing people into me with that kind of stuff. And I love that. And so that's really- I
0: love that. And I think that it's people like you that are willing to be transparent about, you know, nobody's perfect. A lot of people pretend they are. I've effed up many times publicly and, you know, but it takes courage to admit that, you know what, I'm not perfect, and this is my shadow, and maybe you can benefit from learning about some of this stuff that I'm going to share with you, because it's it was the same thing with me, too, because I do, like, a Monday Mindset every Monday. So we have a lot in common here, and I was chasing that dopamine hit, um with getting likes and followers because it did excite me. Because when you've been in a dark place where you've struggled with your life, with alcohol and with depression and all this stuff, and when you get out of it and you have hope and you're like, my life's on fire now, you get so excited about that dopamine that you want you want everybody to feel that way, right? Yeah. And that's
1: really, I, I'm sure you've seen recently posting quite a bit about ReConnect, which is real estate connect. So I feel like there's a huge disconnect in the- Because you're part of the real estate. estate.
0: We haven't mentioned that yet, but you're-
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So there's like the, it's that piece of it though. It's that that connection piece. Um, and I, I heard a quote the other day and I don't remember, it may have even been a comedian, but it was something along the lines of like, you mentioned you were going to the self-help yes. section in, the book, in yep. the book, right? If we would call it group health, more people would buy things books because they, they think they have to do it on their own. And that's really where a lot of this comes from is like, I was recognizing these people that were super successful in the public eye that have been sober for 25 yeah. years. And it's like, okay, well, they can do it. Right. I can do it. And so then that's really just me modeling that aspect of that's where the vulnerability comes from. It's like, they were vulnerable enough to tell you that they had a problem and they cut it. So why can't I do that and have the same response and get somebody, one person to say, thank you for doing that. And that's all it's, that's all. Right.
0: And I, and I love that. And it does take mental grit and discipline to fight through some of that. So I think that that's really important, but I think we're almost in, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts before, I don't want to call it necessarily a cultural movement, but more people are allowing the shame game to happen transparently. Right. Because, you know, I think that the a lot of people who don't know my dark secrets on social media until this past couple years when I did posts what I had been through would have had no idea the shit I was going through. Like it looked like I was. I was, had my shit together and I was a hot freaking mess. And so. I think that I felt that. I looked at people who looked like they had their shit together and honestly was like, I'm a hot mess. When I looked at them, like, look, they've got all their stuff together. I'm like a hot mess behind the scenes. And I thought, you know what, by being transparent and showing people, no, I'm not, I'm an a effing mess sometimes. And I know that you probably are too and it's okay, but you you do have to take some accountability if you want to cross over to the other side and do some work and read books and read positive memes, follow positive influencers and thought leaders like you.
1: Yeah. It's just never stop that, that never stop learning mm-hmm. piece. And in regards to the, you know, the, the negative pieces, like I've almost recognized it. Like I'm, I'm not invincible to it, be, but I'm invincible to it because I can feel it and learn from it so much faster because I'm willing to actually feel right. It. And, and so like, a lot of times and i've done it in the past right like you cry at a funeral but you don't feel it you're just crying because that's the environment you're in and you go home and then you never deal with that, that correct problem, the grief right i yes like you never never allow yourself to actually feel it mm-hmm. and this year or this past year my grandma passed away I'm in so july sorry. i've had all four of my grandparents until this wow, one, this one. so it's amazing. like my first major like my r- first real major yeah, loss in a family member and the position I was in was able to like, I was literally able to go there, feel it. I had to, uh, or I was chosen to do one of the readings in front of church. And I'm thinking like, I am going to <laughs> fucking lose my mind. This is gonna be awful, <laughs> Right. And, you know, they chose me obviously for this reason of being able to speak in front of people and stuff like that. And I just remember like, I developed a coping strategy while I was on stage. And it was like, I was so impressed with myself yeah. at that point, you know, and, and I'll brag about it you know for a little yeah, bit here but like, the, the the podium had two arms so I put my hands on top of the arms and I felt myself kind of going into that like oh I'm really feeling this and I like this is gonna be really tough for me and I just pushed my hands flat and like that was my release of like okay I can get through this and be able to like I'm still feeling it but I'm able to present for other people because this is so important for other people that was your anchor. Yeah, it was so amazing for me, like to to recognize how far I'd come, right? Like in the past, it would have just been like I'm gonna be a blubbering mess and that's just what it's gonna be. And just being able to make it and you know, it's only a minute long, but just knowing that and that those coping mechanisms of feeling it, um, I, I was able to get through it so much better. And and just the skill set that comes out from that was just it's a lot of fun to learn. It's pretty things.
0: amazing because I think that too, that when you learn that you want peace also. Like when your soul has been in turmoil for so long, and when you find that little sneaky piece of peace, and then you just, you grasp it, and then you'll do anything to keep it. And that's why also you learn not only better coping mechanisms, but you also learn not to be reactive as much, right? So like people will say stuff to me, because the more people that you get to follow you, the more haters you're going to get right and you know what at first i would be like oh my god i can't believe somebody said that you know and i'd be like listen here like i would start, and then i'm like that's them that's not me but that was my ego taking hold and i recognized it i stopped it and i'm like i'm gonna say absolutely nothing and that is when you know you've arrived yeah i've got
1: uh, there's one story like that from the gym and I was at the gym and uh, got engaged in a conversation with somebody that I talked to pretty often. Like we talked like at the gym, and had a conversation, right? conversation. but then we turn our, you know, we turn our half hour workout into like hour 15. <laughs> we that much yeah. But so she's standing and I'm sitting on the bench in a Smith machine. And so I'm hogging the Smith machine. We talked for 10 minutes and the guy comes over and he's kind of like, are you going to, are you done anytime soon? And I'm like, yeah, I got two sets left. And I gave him like knuckles and he walked away. But as he was walking away, the girl that was talking to me did not respond that way. She's like, who are you to fucking say Like, you know, like got like that. So it was like, it was so obvious. I was just like, I don't have to do that you anymore. Know. Like, I don't care. Like if that's his energy, he can yeah. have it. Cause I've got all, all of what I need right here. I don't need you to like me. Yeah. So um, that that's a big piece, you know, like you said, with the piece and the, the aspect of learning that not everyone's going to like you and you don't need and that's you okay. to be successful.
0: That's okay. Cause most likely I probably don't like you either. <laughs> so it's right. okay. So what would you recommend to people? Because it, we're, we're, we're kind of making it sound, I don't want to say easy, but it's extremely difficult and it's a daily practice. And like I said, sometimes I'll mess up and I'll lose my shit. And then I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. That felt really awful to do that. Okay. Back to the drawing board. Okay. Now let me level up. Right. So not to because it isn't easy and people need to do the work, what tips would you recommend for people that are struggling with maintaining a positive outlook on life?
1: Look a little bit deeper. So that's this is one thing that I'm really challenging myself on that real estate side of, of challenging people, right, is getting back to what really matters in your life. And it's, it is, like you said, it's difficult to kind of bottle that. And the reason we make it sound easy is because we've done a really good job of bottling that feeling. And so when we operate and we, we always have that feeling sitting on our desk, right? And when we look away and we're not noticing it's there, we can veer off. And then we look back and go, that's right. I'm not that guy. This is what I want. And so if you're able to, it's going to be a challenge and you may not even want to do it on your own you have to have someone that's going to challenge you to to actually figure out what and sounds corny, what's your why yes, yeah. for everyone that's to a understand. Great point, yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm calling it core purpose, because there's it's deeper to me that way. But it's the kind of the same concept. So you know, you ask somebody like, Well, why do you do what you do? And they're going to give you an answer straight out of the head, right? It's going to come out of there. Then you ask yourself, Okay, well, why do I want that? And I, I've got a story that uh, one of my mentors, he talks about it. He's like, I want a six pack and it's applicable for the fitness thing. So it's, you know, even yeah. better here. It's like, well, I want a six pack. Well, why do you want a six pack? Cause I want to look good. Okay. Why do you want to look good? Cause I want my wife to want to have sex <laughs> with me. Okay. Why do you want your wife to want to have sex with you? Because I think sex is a healthy part of a relationship. Well, why do you want a healthy relationship? Because I want my kids to see a model of a healthy relationship that I didn't have when I was a child. So, I want a six pack to, I want to model a healthy relationship for my family.
0: You're peeling it down. That's, peeling only, it down.
1: that's only four levels. Yeah. Like it, it, once you, and you can go down, like I, I challenge people to go seven. I love that. Uh, and seven's hard to get to. Like, even for me, seven's hard. Like you get to a point that's really tough to get below that. Um, and, and a lot of parents will, especially mothers. And it's nothing against mothers. It's just the way it is. Like guys, we think of what we do and women, you think of how you feel instantly. Like that's first thought. A lot of women will get about three down and go my kids and bail. Like that's where they're just like, okay, I can just say it's my kids. And that's why I do these things. Well, okay. But why, why is it for your kids? Because you can, you can say you're doing anything for your, I'm going out and having fun. So I'm not cranky with my kids. Okay. Well, you're going to go out and have six beers. That doesn't That doesn't serve your kids on the other side. Right. So, you know, that's where I challenge a lot of parents, especially even go farther than just the kids. Like there's more to it than just that. Right. You know, that and, and getting below that or I even like to flip it and say getting above that, because when you get to those layers, all of this stuff is encompassed in that. So like you're getting to the top of the pyramid of what you really want and everything else that you mentioned throughout that process is gonna be taken care of if you operate from that. I love that. And so just put it on the wall. I
0: love that. Yeah. And I think that is such a really good, easy Earth thing for people to comprehend and to uh, run with. Because I think also a lot of people just aren't truthful with themselves. Uh, They're not truthful with themselves. They lie to themselves. They bullshit themselves. They say they're okay being mediocre. They lie to themselves that they're happy. Um, But there's also some people, like we briefly touched a a few segments back, that they don't even realize. They don't even – they're in autopilot mode. They've lived this way. That's how their parents lived. So this is how I'm living. But then they start resenting people because they know – deep in their core and in their their being that they're meant for something better, right? And so by acknowledging and peeling away those layers and breaking it down like you, you shared, which is great, they might have an aha moment. And really at that point, and only then by being truthful and realizing what they really want out of life, can they start to create action and movement to achieve it.
1: Yeah, I, I went to a conference in Arizona this past weekend, and uh, you know I was the the fox in the hen house because I was probably one of three lenders at a conference of 1100 real estate agents. because real
0: estate's your background.
1: Yeah yeah, so I'm a yeah mortgage right. mortgage broker, okay. so I've uh, been doing that for almost a okay. decade now. and um, but being on that side of it was kind of fun, right? Like I was the guy that's like operating under the guise of being there as the real estate and getting all the information kind of thing and, and it was fun. Um, but they had, uh, a couple of really great presenters and one of them was a positivity psychologist Ooh. and yes, this exists. So it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I probably took eight pages of notes while he talked and he talked very fast and his name was Sean Accor, A-C-H-O-R. Um, he actually has a TEDx. Oh, I know who that is. Like, yeah. He's, he's I know fantastic. who that is.
0: He's been on, um, Mel Robbins a lot. I think Mel Robbins podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah probably. Yeah. Um, and he's been on, you know, daytime. Sure. And yes. Those, those places. Too. Um, but he's, he's just great. And all like, he talks very research-based, which kind of clicks with me because of the numbers aspect of it and that kind of stuff. Um, but where I'm going with this is, is basically, he says that, you know, where you are talking about that coasting thing, when people get stuck in one lens of viewing the world for too long, they will continue that. It's very hard to break it because they don't even know it's there. So these lenses that we're viewing the life, our lives through, you have to find a way to find a positive one and just put it over And whatever happens, happens. And it's not irrational positivity or irrational optimism. It's not like sunshine and rainbows, but it's like when something fucked up happens, you're able to go, okay, what's to learn and how do I get through Mm -hmm. it? And he goes on to say, um, like, you know, if you can't do it for yourself, Right. Like if you can't like, cause that's really where people get stuck. It's like, I don't know how to improve myself. Try to improve people around you. Like if you can't do it for yourself, if there's somebody sitting next to you that you can look over and just smile, like literally that's right. all you got to do. Show your teeth to that yeah. person. And the mirror neurons in our brain will literally make that person smile unless they're cold. Right. Unless they're ready for it. And they're just like, I'm right. not smiling. Like it's like the yawning. That's to say what that. it is. It's mirror neurons in your brain. So it's the same concept. Like these muscles trigger something in your brain. But by me just smiling at you, your brain smiled. Even though you didn't physically smile on your face, your brain did. So now you've literally tweaked that person's positivity up a notch and they don't even know that it wow. happened. And it, it, like uh, you can feel me getting yeah. excited about it because of the way that he explained it. And so one of the the techniques that he thought was, er, that he said was very easy to do, take two minutes in the morning and send like a two minute text or email to somebody that's in your life. That's like a positive, like, I appreciate this about you. And by just doing that, he said after six months or six to nine months of doing this every day, which is difficult to do because you start running out of people and you got to. Yeah. You know, mix and match and that kind of stuff. Like he said, like day eight, you're like scrambling because you realize how many weak connections you have yeah. in your life. And you're like, I can't text that person this random thing. Like it's going to be crazy. Text them, yeah. send it. Um, but he's, you know, he says after six to nine months, that the, the effect in your brain is as strong as any of the top antidepressants. I believe that. Like they, they've measured wow. that. Wow. So just by doing that. And then the other thing is take a brisk walk for 15 minutes, five days a week just get out and Keep move your body moving. And you know, where I was telling you that like my thought leader thing came from really, it was like, I just started going to the gym and it like, it was my way of get like, go to the gym and move. And while I'm in the gym, I would throw on some audible. Cause I knew I should be reading. Right. right? And a lot of it, that's why I said like, I duplicate books. Cause a lot of it I didn't process, but that's what it was. Throw on audible. So I'm improving my brain and go to the yeah. gym. And over time, it's just like this becomes something that changes your mind. And so, you know, even my wife looks at me and goes, how are you, how are you so positive all the time? And it's literally because I've done that for You've so the long. Work. That like I, my brain is chemically
0: 100%. changed. 100%. It's really amazing when you think about the, the the endless possibilities and potential that we all have. That we all have. And only a fraction of the people currently are doing the work to get to that side. And so, um, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Obviously, staying in your cozy, warm bed, especially in the last couple of weeks in Florida, um, sounds more appealing to a lot of people than getting your ass out of bed and driving to the gym. Um, and I, I'm right on the same page with you because I think you also begin to do multiple things. But number one, going back to what you were just talking about from what Shauna core said that, you know, if you can't do it for yourself, a lot of people can't do it for themselves because they don't feel they're worthy of it.
1: They also think they have to do it themselves. right?
0: True. But a lot of people don't think they deserve or are worthy based on whatever shame they haven't healed through, whatever guilt they have, whatever grief, whatever feelings they haven't felt. For whatever reason they don't feel worthy and when they don't feel worthy then they don't have the discipline to show up for themselves because they don't believe they're worthy of it so i'm on the same page with you as far as not fake it till you make it but put on a positive lens until you almost you start to believe what you're trying to tell yourself or you
1: Yeah. And those two techniques that he said, like that will physically change. Like I said, my brain is chemically different now. That will physically change your lens without you even. And Physiologically,
0: you are doing that by working out anyway, too. You're physiologically changing just all the mechanisms in your body. So I think that also people, when you start to show up for yourself consistently, like both of you and I do, when we go to the gym, obviously you're very physically fit too. That when you do that, when you show up for yourself, consistently that's when you begin to have that confidence and worth that value and know that you deserve all the goodness that life has to offer so um,
1: and the path is generally like i said like if you can't do it for yourself you start showing up for someone else and then you're going to show up there's going to be one day and i can guarantee this happens because i think it happens with every single person there's that one day where that person you're showing up for doesn't quite show the appreciation that you thought you should have gotten from what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, fuck that. I did the right thing. And when you get to that point, you're like, now you start showing up for yourself. And
0: you're doing it because you and do you it with no really,
1: expectations. Yep. And and that's when the expectations go out and you're just like, okay, I'm going to do the right thing every time. And the right thing is not what you decide is right or wrong. It's what I feel is right or wrong. And you show up and you're like, it doesn't matter what you think, because I know I'm correct. Correct.
0: And, you know, when when you do that, it just feels good anyway. But I think a lot of people, you know, I have a friend actually that she'll give something to somebody and she's like, oh, my God, they didn't even say thank you. Like how rude and, da, da, da. and I'm like, well, did you give it to them because you you wanted to give them that feeling of love and acknowledgement that you appreciate them or were you wanting a thank you? And so I would say
1: like, would say like surprises aren't for for the person you're giving the surprise to. There you go. Because if you really wanted them to feel good, you're just going to say, I'm going to like, I'm with no expectation, but they, like, there's so many people that build it up. Like, Oh, we got a surprise for you. Like that's all for the person that's saying they have the surprise That's the right. person because it's like, "Oh, I get to hold, like, it's the ego thing. It, it builds them up without them even recognizing it.
0: And a lot of people don't even realize that they're doing that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty, uh, yeah. It's, it, there was a situation around revolving around my wedding that that really popped <laughs> Oh,
0: weddings up will morning. do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, and, it, yeah, like, they were telling me, they like, they weren't coming, and then they were, like, I got upset about it, because they were, somebody I expected to be they, there. and surprising. so I just, like, put my feelings out, and they're, like, oh, we were on our way, I'm, like, really, fuck you, like, why, that? like, why did we do that? If you would have just said you were coming, none of this situation happens, and then they didn't come, so uh, it all ended up being spiraling <laughs> Weddings are these small things, right? You know, it's kind
0: of funny when my sister was getting married, she was dealing with so much shit from everybody. Like, oh, like she was, we were raised Christian. She was marrying somebody who was Catholic. Like, that was a big deal. And somebody was like, You can't play that song. It sounds like a Catholic song. And I'm like, That's why Abby eloped in Vegas. (laughs) Because I was like, I'm not dealing with any of that shit. But yeah, it, the ego is something that a lot of people, they don't have any idea what it is. I didn't until probably about, I would say 10, 15 years ago when I was doing some soul searching and I read a book by Gary Zukoff called The Seed of the Soul. I don't know if you've ever read that book. It's an amazing book, um, but really just goes through the ego aspect of everything. And, you know, they kind of say ego stands for edging God out, but um it makes you realize a lot of things when you acknowledge the ego shadow self and it allows you to become more powerful and channel your energy into the goodness, into your higher self and pull yourself out a lot better than staying anchor.
1: And when you get there and you start talking about that piece, it's amazing the people that will call you egotistical right. because you have that representation. <laughs> I know. <in> like <laughs> It's like, that's not where it's coming from, friend. Like, I want you to be right next to me. Like, this is not me putting you down. This is me just being where i'm at and like when you it's so crazy the amount of people that do that like they'll just try to dress like the crabs in the bucket right try to and you
0: you know i i don't want to say i feel sorry for them because that would i think be belittling to people i would just say i wish for them that they could understand where i'm coming from but you know again
1: yeah i think you put it into action in your content too like just the content that you put out it's not you Saying, like, hey, you didn't work out, you should have. It's like, let's, like, this is how you get there. I'm showing you 100% of how you get there. And if you want to jump with me, I'm cool with it. If you don't, I'm also cool with that. I have no judgment against you either way. But you can't, on the other side, don't come to me with those fucking complaints if you're not willing to do it. If you're not willing to do it, like, that's where, (laughs) like, because I've got my mindset over here. I'm not letting that chirping come in. Like, if you have a problem that can be solved, like I'm not gonna give you this. I'm not gonna tell you the solution. But if you're coming to me with a complaint, like you get to complain one time. If it comes back, like now we're just bitching. And like, how do we get? Yeah,
0: back? that's right. Because I remember you actually commented on one of my posts that I did that got taken out of context, and some of these people, the Karens, remember. And you were like, yeah. "Fuck those Karens!" Like you just do you or whatever. But people blew it up because instead of looking at it, because it was actually a really I. I have a funny sense of humor, I think, and it was actually meant to be positive because this guy's a total dick at my gym and to watch him have to go way lower in weight, I kind of was like, take that, you know, you asshole. But anyway, (laughs) if they would have known the person I was speaking of instead, I think people were like, oh, my God, she's making fun of like a 90 year old man that's just trying to work out. And I'm like, no, it's not that. I mean, I'm a cheering on of everybody that shows up. But yeah, I remember you commenting now. But people like to just find the negative. Some people just like to find the negative in anything. It's it is. And you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you, wanna, if you want to succeed in this lifetime. So
1: that's if I'm saying the, the biggest challenge, just one, one, one yeah. point on that. The biggest challenge I have is with that. So a lot of times when we go back into older environments... People expect you to be the same person, despite like, I live 2000 miles from my family, right? Like they live in Minnesota and I live in Florida now. And so when I go back, a lot of them expect me to engage the exact same way that I did before. And so even with the drinking, oh, you're too good. Cause you don't drink anymore. Like I get that yeah. all the time or I did, I don't anymore because I just don't need right. shit anymore. And I just stand up to it. I'm like, if that's what you think, then yeah, that's what it is. And like, just, okay, if you want to think that, you can have your world that thinks that, mine's not.
0: Right. And it doesn't affect me either way.
1: Exactly. Like, I'm going home and I'm going to be just as successful whether you think Correct. I am or not. It, doesn't, it just doesn't. And that's such
0: a good me, feeling. So. so if you could pick just three things, Ryan, just three, what are the top three things, tips that you would give to listeners to help them become their best selves?
1: try everything that you want to. Okay. This is one of the things, especially with the ADHD mindset of like, I was telling you that chasing the dopamine mm-hmm. thing today I've done yard work. I put up grab bars in the, uh, the bathroom. Cause I have, am at the, I'm actually at my rental. Oh, right okay. now, So I'm being a landlord. Today. Um, and I've said, I've, I've done yard work. I've set up a grab bar. And then I built this like standing desk while I'm, while I'm here so that I have this view. So like, I'm just that person who's like, just try it. You might be good at it. And you might be able to like, for me, it was a cost saving thing up front, but now I'm like handy around the house and I just figure things out. Right. So allow yourself to be exploratory. People will often say that you need to rest Mm -hmm. more. I would argue you're not doing enough of the things that are in your passion or in your purpose and it's probably because you don't know it. Okay. So if we're doing something that we enjoy, like my wife she's like you got to take a rest. You got to take a break. I'm like, fuck that. I love what I'm doing. I just want to keep doing it all right. the time. Yeah. You know? And it's not that I'm a workaholic, it's just that like this is what I like to do. Like if I could podcast all day, I yeah. would do it. Like I've done this is the fourth yeah. one today, by the way, Abby, cuz I had I had a bunch of recordings <laughs> this morning. Um, and they're, they're my podcasts, but it's still the same thing. Like it's, it's kind of a therapy thing for me. If I could do this all day, I would, because I fucking yeah. love it. Like this interaction and like, you've given me points that I didn't think of before. And now I get to process them and, move and them likewise. So, yeah. so, you know, so try everything, do more of what you love, because whether you get paid for it or not, it doesn't matter at that point. Cause you're just going right. to enjoy it. And eventually maybe if you're doing more of the the random things, you might find something that you can get paid for. And then you get out of that shitty job you don't like to go to anyway. And then read as much as you can. And when I say that, I don't mean read every page of every Mm -hmm. book. I mean, pick up a book. If it catches your attention in the first 20 to 30 pages, keep Mm -hmm. reading. If it doesn't, put it Mm -hmm. down. Go find a new book. Because when you get stuck in that, like, I have to finish the book, you recognize that you think you have to finish everything. And this, for me, this this thought process or this understanding of this uh, comes from finishing every drink, mm. like literally at the end of every night. If I opened a beer, I had to finish it. Mm. And so I look back and I go, "Did that serve me? Like finishing everything I like I had I opened that or, or started? Did that did that serve mm-hmm. me? It right. didn't. And so then I bring it in and I go, "Okay, well, what else is causing me pain by trying to finish it? And reading was one of them. Like I read 126 books in 2020. Wow. And that was painful as shit.
0: <laughs> that was during COVID, right? right.
1: No. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it's audible. Okay. So I, you know, I contribute that, that kind of thing as, as reading as well. I like to downplay it a little bit so people don't think I'm a fucking crazy person. <laughs> uh, like I just, I, I'm an intake I love reading. Person. Like yeah. I love intake. And and so like, that was the easiest way, you know, on the way to the gym, at the gym, on the way home from the gym, I get two hours of audible. Um, and when you listen at two X speed, you can finish a lot of books. So, um, <laughs> so like I said, it was painful. So, so like, just, you know, that can also translate into be okay with not finishing everything, right? Like if, if you don't have to finish everything just cause you started, like if it's going to make you better, maybe, mm-hmm. but if it's not going to make you better and it hurts to do it, just stop fucking mm-hmm. doing it. Like. You don't have to do everything that hurts right. in life. Life doesn't have to hurt all right. the time. You can enjoy it when you're finishing yeah. things. And I think there's a lot of people that don't know. Right.
0: That.
1: And it, it's surprising to. And me then you know
0: what? I think I think you, you presented a really valid point about finishing stuff because the first thing that came to mind for me when you said that was as a child, when finish your plate finish your dinner
1: yeah it comes from a long time before drinking but like that's where it instilled and then drinking right selective.
0: it's deeply rooted down like finish finish your homework finish you know so there, obviously there are certain things we do have to finish but um
1: and a lot of that stuff comes from like because i told you so or because I said so and for me like and this drives my wife nuts because i ask why i'm fucking <laughs> everything Like everything, because my, you know, a lot of my childhood, I grew up in farm country. My entire childhood was because I fucking said so. Like if I say jumps, you say how high, right? Like I hate that mentality. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where like with my kids, I'm not going to do like, that's the one thing I'm like, I'm, if that comes out of my mouth, I'm going to slap myself in the face of like, because I said so, you know, and I know there's that stage where they just ask why, 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 and I'm just going to try to find a reason or find a way to get them to go. Oh, Okay. And like, I'll go, I'll go to war with, but um, (laughs) you know, like that, that's the one thing. So like with that as a, as a backdrop, you know, don't, you don't have to finish everything. And there's a reason for everything good or bad. And there's something to learn from that. I love
0: those three tips. I think that's, those are really valid. I think those are easy to do. And I think it's, and again, I think like they're all easily applicable. Like you can easily start doing all three of those things right now like you don't have to prepare for them you can just immediately start acknowledging the things that aren't working for you like that's the thing you have to have a come to jesus meeting with yourself and go
1: yeah and the, and the the starter point for me is just do it once
0: yeah
1: so because the first time is painful yeah. like after i after i finished those books right like now i've set for myself i read 12 books in 2021 mm-hmm. because i came from reading 126 to where I was forcing myself to finish every fucking book just so I could screenshot it and on social media, of like, finish another one. <laughs> and then I got to 2020, uh, 2021, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, it doesn't make any I hate sense. This book. And so I just gave myself permission to not do it. And the first time I set the book down and go, I do not really like that one, it was like, ugh. Like, oh my God, I just did it. Like, I didn't force myself to finish up. What if I missed like the best tip in the I world? I know, I felt the same way. Like, like Ryan, just go read the book. <laughs> like, if you can do it once, you can do it a hundred times. You just have to do it once. And then when you finish that one time, do it once again,
0: right?
1: right? Like that's, you know, it's the, the that that mentality kind of comes from the gym of like, just do one more rep. And if you can do one more, then do one more yeah. after that. And like, it's just that ability. So. That kind of summarizes all three of those. Like they're easy to do, but you have to do the first right. one. And then if you make everyone the first one, you're like, cool. And then you look back and you're like, shit, I did this for 300 days in a row. Like now I have 300 Correct. stacked up and it's, it's so gratifying. when you
0: Exactly. Do that. So, you know, a couple memes that I've posted, it's like just become 1% better each day or read one page each day or write one chapter of your book each day um, so it's just the little things. And I think people, when they look at these goals, they look like a mountain and it looks unachievable. And so they're like, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Instead of going, you know what? I'm going to climb that son of a bitch. But um, yeah, step yeah, one step, one day, I'm correct. One page, one repetition, one more visit at the gym, one day at a time. And so it's a really good point. You just start, you just start you have movement, you do it at least one time, you find out, oh my God, I can do it. It's like taking the training wheels off, right? And going, oh my God, I can do it.
1: Well, and the world keeps spinning. So if you're not moving,
0: that's you're not right. moving.
1: <laughs> but right. The world's moving and you're not. So it's, uh, you know, that's that, that if you're not winning or if you're not gaining ground, you're you're probably- Right, if you're not right. Moving, right. Forward, you're with, moving forward, you're
0: moving backwards.
1: Yeah. yeah. So- Yeah, so many minutes. So
0: as we wrap up, um so you have your own podcast
1: yeah i've got a couple of them now i just started a second one um the first one is one man's journey that's uh kind of for the men's side of the world i noticed that there's a gap that doesn't really allow us to kind of talk about this stuff right like i have to because i'm able to do this i have to try to empower other people to to do the same thing um and so We've had, I think I've recorded like 21 episodes now. There's 11 of them live. The editing takes me fucking forever. So I hate doing it, but uh, so that's kind of where the, the mental block is, right? Like I just, I'm like, okay, do one. And then I end up doing two or three and then I batch them out and then I don't do it again for right. three weeks. And that's just kind of where it will. But um, so I've got that one. And then the reconnect podcast, um, that's the real estate based one. Um, and we, I just recorded my first session this morning and now I've got four stacked up. And so I'll be, I'll oh, be launching that shortly. Um, And that one's revolving around that connection piece and helping agents who think they know why they do things. um, Because we always see in real estate, like if you're looking at any realtor page that you can tell they kind of don't really know where they're operating from, they're going to go, oh, I do all my work for my buyers. (laughs) Fuck that. You don't. Like, come on. Like, call me if you need real estate. Like, fuck that. Like, let's operate from a place of of core, right? Like, get past that small talk stuff. And so like that's really the drive for me is to to reignite people to recognize it's not a zero-sum game it's okay to connect with other people in the industry and we don't like the the lender realtor battle for me is a wall that i'm like tasked myself with kind of breaking down a bit And so if people are in the industry they understand what i'm saying it's always like the realtor's going to say it's the lender's fault and the lender's going to say it's the realtor's fault and like there's no transaction that's connected and it, it if we can get through that, we're going to be able to give a better experience for our buyers and for the people that are in the transaction. And that's the whole goal. It's just like, let me scream that from the roof And then because every, everybody so wins. To
0: to right? right. So I'll make sure I have all your info in the show notes on how people can uh, tune in to those uh, podcasts. But, you know, as we wrap up this final piece here, Ryan, what's next for you?
1: A lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, i'm gonna ask you when this is launching this one's like, probably playing
0: within the next week or two so
1: okay so it's not gonna happen by then but i'll be a dad in oh my gosh so first really time
0: about that. oh my god yeah, i was just thinking so, i was like when you were talking um, about kids and i'm like I, don't, I didn't think he had any well congratulations that's so exciting
1: yeah, we just found out in December. So she's like, just just got through oh the first gosh, trimester. Congrats. So we're kind of holding on to announce that. So that's why I asked when it'll be. So exciting. So, uh, so really excited about that. Um, and really, it's going to be kind of burying myself into the reconnect piece of building that into uh, what it can become. So on the backside of that podcast, there's kind of a coaching type platform on the backside. Um, a lot of it is going to be what I'm giving away for free with an accountability add to it um so you we check in once a week kind of thing and like a lot of people think they can do it on their own and so even if i'm teaching it i end up teaching kind of the same thing to the same people over and over and over again and they never really grasp it and run with it because they don't have anybody holding their feet to the fire and so like it's it's going to be you know like you like we talked about the drawing in of the people that really want it that's where a lot of the content is going to go and i'm going to see kind of who's attracted to that and reach out to those people more often. Um, and so, you know, it's a lot of translating stuff from that conference that I found, um, as kind of like the intro piece of like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to show you how to be successful. And if you want me to help you be accountable to that, then we're going to do that. Um, and then I'm also doing kind of the same thing on the lender side. So I'm gonna have the real estate side and the lender side, um, and being able to bring them in. And then we have an environment that we're building, um, at my current company, that's going to be really, really good for a lot of those brokers that want that extra piece of accountability and want to make a little bit more money on the side as well. So there's um, kind of all inclusive in that real estate side and really diving into that um, and trying to get it running as fast as possible by July.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because
1: I want to spend time. I want to spend time, you know, like that's the point, like just build it to where it can, like, I want to have enough momentum so that when that happens, I'm able to go, sorry guys I'm a disconnect
0: right for sure because your whole life will yeah. change but in a great yeah. great way it already has did you find out yeah. if you're having a boy or a girl yet Yes. Yeah, oh like, so very do... cool
1: yeah so I'm pretty excited okay. about that I I kind of knew like inside I your knew intuition? that piece, and I've been saying that for like four weeks um when we found out and and I told him like it's a boy like you don't even have to worry about it and then we did find officially oh out
0: the I was so happy for you that's awesome yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, man. You just, I just think we just knocked it out of the park. I think this is a great episode. I think that you shared so much valuable information, stuff that's really quick, easy, applicable that people can start to do right away to really shift their mindset and set themselves up for a great 2024. 20, so thank you so much
1: yeah thanks for having me on again like i said it's uh it's nice to connect with people that have similar mindset and can kind of explore those thought that thought process
0: 100
1: uh, hopefully somebody on the other side got something and if you need anything from me uh explain explanations or like i said the accountability piece i'm really happy to do that and so um you know reach out follow whatever
0: you awesome want. i'll be sure to have all your info in the show notes thank you so much ryan so thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the your fitness chick podcast as always I am here to inspire, uplift, educate, and motivate you to become your best self. Hey, it's Abby, your fitness chick. Thanks for checking out today's episode. With your continued support, I can keep creating inspiring episodes just like this one. So be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. To stay motivated all week long, be sure to follow me on all my social media platforms. The links for those can be found in the show notes. Check out my website by visiting www.yourfitnesschick.com. And I'd like to thank my production company, Courageo Media, but most of all you, my listeners, for helping to inspire me each and every day. I'll see you on the next episode.